0: Does size really matter? Your credit score size, get your mind out of the gutter. This is Rich Girl's Guide, where we demystify the world of personal finance to help you create a financially successful and fulfilling life. I'm your host, Kirby D, and I worked in wealth management for over six years before leaving the office to focus on raising my two daughters and growing my own business. Today, we are gonna answer the question, does your credit score size really matter? And if it does, what are some tips to help boost it? Right off the bat, let's answer the first question. Does your credit score matter? It only matters if you answer yes to one of the following questions. Will you be trying to buy a home without paying outright in cash? Do you anticipate needing to get a loan of any kind, such as a car loan? Will you need to qualify to rent an apartment? Unless you are a trust fund baby or you're a billionaire who can pay in cash for everything, in which case I'm flattered you're listening. You are most likely going to need to utilize your credit score in some capacity throughout your lifetime, which means the size of your credit score does matter. There are two main reasons why your credit score matters. First, it can either qualify you or disqualify you for the loan you are trying to get. In the case of a mortgage or a car loan, if you have really terrible credit along with less than stellar income, you can get flat out denied for a loan. The second reason it matters is that even if you do get approved for a loan, your credit score will dictate what kind of interest rate you get. The lower your score, the higher your interest rate will be because the lender is taking on more risk by giving you the loan. Think of it this way. The person giving you the loan aka the lender, wants to ensure that you are going to pay them back, your credit score is kind of like a gauge, letting the lender know how likely you are to pay them back based on your history. Of course, there is a little more nuance to the system, which honestly you don't really need to get into, but in a nutshell, that is what your credit score is, a score of how likely you are to pay back lenders. They do not care if you pay back your mom for your cell phone bill every month or if you paid back money to a friend that loaned you money. They care about your official credit score, which you can find on Credit Karma or even through your credit card company. Now, what is a bad credit score versus a good credit score? I found this gauge on NerdWallet, which shows the breakdown between bad, fair, good, and excellent. A bad score is categorized as anything between 300 to 629, fair is 630 to 689, good is anywhere between 690 to 719, and excellent is 720 and above. For my audio listeners, don't forget you can watch the video version of all Rich Girl's Guide episodes on YouTube and Spotify. Shameless plug while I have ya, please rate and review wherever you are listening right now. It goes a long way to help me in reaching more listeners like you. Thank you. Now, I would mainly focus on getting your score in the good range. In my experience, the difference between good and excellent is pretty negligible in terms of being able to qualify for loans or housing, and even the interest rates that you will receive are not going to be that different. Of course, it is a sliding scale, so the higher score you have within the good range, the better rates you will get than if you have a lower score, even if it's still in the good range. On the flip side, going from fair to good or even bad to fair can make a huge impact on both qualifying for a loan and the interest rate you'll receive. Before we go over some tips for establishing credit and boosting your score if you already have credit, Let's look at how a bad interest rate can impact your monthly budget. Let's say your credit score is in the low 600s, which is considered bad. A normal interest rate in this imaginary scenario is 5%. Because you have a low credit score, you were barely able to get the loan in the first place. Instead of having multiple banks offering you different rates, there is only one lender willing to give you a loan. They are offering you an interest rate of 12%. Because they are the only lender willing to give you a loan, you take it. Let's say the total loan amount is $10,000 and you opt to pay it back over five years. That brings your monthly payment to $222.44. And the total interest you will pay over the life of the loan is $3,346.67. Now, let's say you had a good credit score, somewhere in the 700 range. Because you have good credit, you have multiple lenders offering you a loan, and you are able to secure a loan at 5%. Let's assume everything else is the same, you get a total loan amount of $10,000, and pay it back over five years. Your monthly payment drops from $222 to $188.71. And the total interest paid over the life of the loan, that is cut down by more than half. It goes from $3,346 to just $1,322.74. So you can see how having a bad credit score could start to lead you down a bad financial path. If you have a low credit score and you need to get a loan, you will get a worse interest rate, which leads to larger monthly payments and more money paid in interest to the lender. It's a vicious cycle that can lead to missed payments and even lower credit score and bad money habits spiraling out of control. So is there anything we can do to boost our credit score? Of course there is. Let's start with someone that already has established credit. First things first, do not close your longest running credit card. Cut up the card if you must, put it in the freezer. I don't care. Just don't close the line of credit. When folks start cleaning up their finances, they want to start closing out cards so they aren't tempted to use them. And while that is a great way to not use a card, it is not the best way to boost your credit, which is what we are focusing on today. The next thing we want to do is look at our utilization rate. Is there anything we can do to decrease it? That could be something as simple as paying off balances throughout the month instead of at the beginning of the month. It might be something like opening a new credit card, which will in turn increase our available credit and simultaneously decrease our utilization rate. I would recommend putting a few small purchases on the card as soon as you get it, pay off the balance immediately, and then only use it once or twice a year to keep it active. The main reason for having this extra card is to have extra credit available that you are not utilizing. If you go this route, just a word of caution, make sure you can handle having a higher credit limit. Lastly, make sure to clean up any outstanding claims or collections. You would be very surprised, especially after COVID, how many people had small health claims pop up on the credit reports that they swear they never received any bill in the mail for. After you've done those things, just keep trucking along with using your credit appropriately and making all payments on time in full. The long game is important to remember here. After a year or two of keeping up with these tips, you'd be surprised at how much progress you can make. If you are looking to build credit from nothing, here is where I would start. The lowest hanging fruit is to ask a parent or responsible family member if you can be added as an authorized user on one or more of their credit cards. Two words of caution here. Make sure this person is financially responsible. If they are not going to pay off their balance in full every month, you may want to rethink asking that person. Second, and hopefully this is obvious, but don't actually use this card. You are essentially just being added on paper to start to establish credit history. The longer your credit history is, especially when you are younger, the higher your score will be. The next thing I would do is open up your own credit card. Depending on how old you are, you may have to have a parent or legal guardian added as a user. Regardless, the sooner you have a credit opened under your own name, the better your score will be, assuming you use it correctly. Once you have this card opened, you will need to do two things. First, use this card like a debit card, not a credit card. You are not going to purchase anything on this card that you do not have cash money available to pay for it the moment you make the purchase. Credit card debt is a trap that so many Americans fall into. See my credit card episode here if you don't believe me. But I firmly believe that if you start by using a credit card responsibly and you start instilling good money habits at a young age, you will be way more responsible as you get older and start to have more financial responsibility. Now you do want to be careful with which credit card you pick because we are not going to close this credit card ever if we can avoid it. I'm sure everyone has heard this at some point, but if and when you close your first credit card, your credit score will drop. And there are two main reasons for that. First, you are decreasing your credit history. Typically, after 30 or so days of a line of credit being closed, it falls off of your credit report, which means your history of credit has now gotten shorter. Stupid, I know, but that is currently how it works and we're here to work the system. Second, you are also decreasing your total line of credit that is available to you when you close your first credit card. That means your utilization score, the amount of credit available to you that you are currently using is immediately going up. The lower your utilization rate, AKA the less amount of money you are using compared to what is available, the higher your credit score will be. For example, if you have three credit cards and they each have a $2,000 limit, your total available credit limit is $6,000. If you have a balance of $600 on one card, $200 balance on another, and nothing on the third, your utilization rate is 13.3%, your $800 balance divided by your $6,000 total available limit. That is a great utilization score. You typically want to say under 20 to 25%. Now, let's say you haven't used your third credit card in a while. This was the first credit card you opened and you decide to go ahead and close it. Seems like a mature decision, right? You still have the $800 balance on the other two cards and you have made no extra purchases. Your utilization rate has now increased from 13.3% to 20% and you have shortened your total credit history. Your credit score is most likely going to drop, and even if you pay off both balances on the remaining two cards, which will decrease your utilization rate, you will now have to wait until your history has bulked back up to see a real increase in your credit score. Before we wrap up, a few quick tips for parents that want to set up their children for financial success. If you have any long standing credit cards that get paid off every month, consider adding your kid as an authorized user on the account. As soon as they show any interest in finance at all, sit down and start talking to them about it. Help them establish their own credit history if and when you think that they're ready, and just be open with them about finances in general. The earlier you start to instill good money habits, the better equipped they will be later in life. I would also take a look at this book by author Ron Lieber. It's called The Opposite of Spoiled, Raising Kids Who Are Grounded, Generous, and Smart About Money. It's a pretty quick read. You can find it at pretty much any library or on Spotify Premium if you are already subscribed. And it has a ton of practical ways you can raise financially literate children starting at a pretty young age. All right, I think that about sums up my thoughts on the size of your credit score. Thank you so much for tuning in, and I hope this provided you with some tips and tricks for you to utilize in your own credit journey. I'll have a brand new YouTube video out this Thursday. In fact, every Thursday moving forward. So be sure to connect with me over on YouTube if you're not already. Otherwise, I will catch you next Monday. Later, rich girls.